0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. And you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight.
1: Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 498. It's one of our favorite episodes of the year. Our annual pre-E3 predictions. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined, as always, by Miranda Sanchez.
2: Hi, hello. I'm so excited for today.
1: Yes, and Destin Legary.
0: Bam, hey, everybody. It is an exciting show. It's the dawn of E3.
1: I'm ready to go. Bringing the heat, bringing the noise, and joining us as well, our old friend Cam Hawkins. Welcome back, Cam.
3: Backstreet's back, baby. I'm super excited to talk about E3. Like, again, I've, I've listened to this uh, podcast for years, and, like, I've always just dreamed of, Being on this panel and just talking about E3 predictions, Xbox E3, I'm ready. Let's do this.
1: Yeah, you're going to be with us live on Sunday. So just a reminder to everybody, tune in live on IGN. It's going to be this exact group that you're seeing on screen right now. We'll have our pre-show. We'll be talking about what we're excited to see, what we think we're going to see. That is going to be at 9.30 a.m. on Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. And then just watch the whole thing right with us, right on IGN. And then you better be there. Yeah. And then we'll <laughs> roll right into the post show where we will react. That that's maybe my that might be my actual favorite unlocked every year is the yes. when we immediately come back live right after the press conference. We've just opened all of our presents on Christmas morning and we talk about them. So, uh, yeah, just one stop shop. YouTube.com slash IGN or just watch right on the website IGN.com or I guess our Twitch, Twitch.tv slash IGN, wherever you prefer of those uh, various channels, join us. So let's get started then. It's not going to waste any time. The 47th annual IGN Podcast Unlocked (laughs) Xbox E3 Predictions. Now, if you're thinking, well, wait a second, Xbox has only been around for 20 years it's fine. We're just It feels like we've d- we've done this a lot, but <laughs> cuz you know, we do get gamescom shows in there. Anyway, it's not a real number. Just let's move on.
2: We're going to do these, number.
1: As always, round robin style, so we'll just kind of take turns, we'll go around snake through. Everybody will take a turn. Uh but first, it's always fun to look back on our predictions from the previous E3. I have those here. And uh so this this now there obviously was no proper E3 last year, but there was an Xbox showcase in July, which was effectively their E3 press conference. So, Brandon Tyrell not here. He, for, by the way, for those kindly asking every week about Brandon, he is alive, he is well, but he's in—he's just in meetings all day. Like he's basically planning all of our E3 live programming. It's a big job. We appreciate him for for taking it head on. And so, yeah, he has just not been able to get to us on Unlocked here for a while. But he is okay. And he's out there. He sends his love. So, uh, last July, so 11 months ago, Brandon said, I fully expect this to be the Halo Infinite and Hellblade 2 show with deeper dives and gameplay reveals for both. He gets a half a point. He gets half credit there. We really did not get anything new from Hellblade 2, but we certainly got the now infamous... Halo Infinite campaign demo. He also said, I expect we'll get a nod to Fable, rumored to be in development by Playground Second Studio. Yes, indeed. That was our one more thing. Uh, expect to see more of Everwild. Yeah, we did get a little more there. So he did pretty well. He did pretty well on, on his prediction. Now, Miranda, what if you have it open here, what, what did you think would happen before the <laughs> July showcase last year?
2: Mine was really bad. Also, last year, I was just like, just kind of throwing my hands up, saying, man, I don't know. <laughs> I had the worst predictions. So last year, I said it wouldn't be me if I didn't say Fusion Frenzy reboot. Which, you know, that's not necessarily completely out of left field. Like, you're getting new console launches. Party games are a good thing to go with that. Uh, we did not get Fusion Frenzy reboot, unfortunately for me. But you can still uh, get it on Game Pass. So that's, that's just as good, almost, with the water levels. Um, and then I said a reel with big third-party games. Of course, that was like the easiest like throwaway thing for me. Um, I mentioned specifically Fortnite. I actually don't remember if there's anything specific with Fortnite at um, E3 last year. And then I said I can only talk about games that start with an F. So I said Fallout, <laughs> um, which did not happen anything. And I also said, Teases Xbox Series S.
1: That didn't happen either. Yeah, that ended up being, that ended up being leaked ahead of time in September. We had to wait a little longer for that one. Um so you know not not too bad you know you did okay Now uh Destin you wrote three words on this document last year last July What did I write <laughs> You wrote halo and teases so good job buddy <laughs> nailed it <laughs> Way to really, wait to really like put it, yourself it, out there. If, if I
0: think back, I think I, I think I thought the focus would largely just be Halo, and uh, I think that was the main thing that people took away. And then they teased a bunch of stuff, so really I nailed it.
1: <laughs> you just, I'm fat a
0: thousand. Let's well, go. You're,
1: yeah, you're uh, you're just Nostradamus over here. So I can't wait to hear what you've what you've come up with for this year, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, and then as for me, I said. Fable CG teaser, so I did get that one right. Double Fine shows Psychonauts 2 gameplay with a release date. Mm, We didn't get that. Uh, And then I said, also teases Banjo 3E. Sadly, no. No luck on that. Uh, Perfect Dark? Nope, we had to wait till the Game Awards for that. And uh, I said, new IP from Obsidian's Pillars of Eternity team uh, and not Compulsion Games, which uh, proved to be avowed. So and then compulsion was quiet, though. So, you know, did OK, uh, did OK on on mine. So let's move to this year and get started. Uh, first, I want to go to. us uh, over here, let's go to our guest. Let's go to Cameron Hawkins. First. <laughs> oh, I'm first. Oh, you're first. OK, OK, yeah, OK, OK, just well, pick Prize. one of your predictions. Right. Your first one. Yeah, let's get it started. All
3: right, so the first two, the, the first two are ones i think realistically happen the last one is going to be just like a hype like this would be amazing if this happened but we'll see if it actually does so my first prediction is that microsoft will announce at least two studio acquisitions Mm. and one of them is going to be a sobo studio uh who's known for doing microsoft flight simulator a plague tale innocence um I think that they have good ties with Microsoft. I think uh, that A playtale when it came out in 2019, if I remember correctly, was a really, really good like double-A budget um, adventure game. And uh, just seeing how much they were able to do with the the budget that they had, like that would be a great get for, uh, for Microsoft. I, I think that would be a really great studio with uh, giving a variety of games, uh, they would keep Microsoft Flight Simulator updated, which you know, if I remember correctly, got a 10. Uh, oh, yes, IGN. it did. So, I, I just think I just think that's an easy, smart move on Microsoft's part is to just uh, like just wrap them up around their finger and be like, "All right, join the family," and uh, give them endless pockets of money to make incredible thir- uh, AAA games.
1: That's a sound prediction. I mean, you you can look at uh, the. Playground relationship as a as a good comp there where Playground was doing obviously they they've spent years doing Forza Horizon games exclusive to the Microsoft ecosystem before they finally tied the knot and and acquired them a couple of years back so yeah I think I think you might be onto something with that one that would that would not surprise me at all so Cam getting us started strong Destin don't let me down here what's your first prediction <laughs> all right
0: go big or go home right so go Bill Spencer comes out on stage, he <laughs> talks about Game Pass. They have another like 20 million subscribers or some crazy number, right? And then they go to the first reveal, Xbox exclusive. It's Halo. They have to open with Halo. They have to show the improvements that have happened in the engine because that is what everybody wants to know. But it's a two-parter. They open with the campaign, they open up with technical details and then they show multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And they have some sort of beta window where you can actually play the halo infinite multiplayer i think that would get a lot of people hype and don't forget we still haven't seen this mysterious new mode that they are very very confident about so moving on from there i think they have two surprises that's four if i do both hands but two they have two surprises lined up and then one a third surprise which is i agree with cam's assessment of an acquisition of another studio I think those two surprises are new things, so I don't know what they would be necessarily. But moving on from there, I think we continue to see this trend of Xbox exclusive, Xbox exclusive, because that is the narrative they need to be talking about. We have exclusives. Here's everything that's coming. We're going to see teases predicting. I'm predicting we see teases from Avowed again. I think we see another tease from Perfect Dark. I think we finally figure out what's going on with Forza, whatever Inexile is working on uh state of Decay three i do think we see another update from hellblade 2 but that is sort of a behind the scenes look at and just a reminder hey hellblade 2 still coming on the way on real engine 5 we're doing a ton of work there we figure out what's going on with omen that bethesda ip um something about indiana jones the rumored kojima partnership that Destin, is a that's not moment. three things. That's, I know, it's, that's uh, so many things. You're stealing things. This is
1: phase round two. This is phase two. Round <laughs> round
2: you're finale stealing predictions at this point. Jeez, Destin. All right. You're dropping finale star. star. That's that's why we them write them once. down. are <laughs> <dropping them> all at <laughs> once.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's the whole run of show. Sorry. Destin's the kid on Christmas morning who can't let his sibling have a turn. He just tears open all the gifts at once. Sorry. And that's what happens. So, all right, we're done with Destin. (laughs) Miranda, it's your turn. So give me one, please.
2: I will give you one, and I'll kind of go off from where uh, Destin was saying. I think they're going to announce a new Kojima Productions game, exclusive to Xbox. Um, so we have learned time and time again that there are details hidden in the backgrounds of people, of like just different developers, video frames, and you're like, if you really look, if you really look, there might be something there. And perhaps one of the most obvious ones we've seen recently in the background of Phil Spencer's camera, um, hey Phil, was, you know, the Kojima Productions mascot, so that really cool spaceman, uh, sitting back there, and it is a large statue, so it's hard to to miss, um, Kojima Productions is still obviously a rather new studio, so what they do is pretty open at this point. So it would be cool to see Microsoft try to say, hey, Kojima, like, what if we worked on something together? What if we publish your next game? Um, Or even just like a one-off. Who could say what it's going to be? Their studio is, again, just sort of figuring things out. And I'm sure Kojima has plenty of game ideas. So it'd be kind of cool to see that on Xbox.
1: That would be a big moment for sure, should uh, Should Kojima come out and announce a new exclusive game. All right, for me, I'm going to go straight to Starfield here. Uh, I do think it will, I think we will see gameplay, but probably pretty brief. Just a little, little teaser, no, no sort of long-form gameplay demo, but I think we will see a little gameplay. I think it's going to be the one more thing at the very end of the show. And this last part, I don't deserve any credit for should it happen. Uh, But since Jason Schreier is already tweeting about it, but I suspect we will get that release window, which Schreier has said is late 2022 as of last he knew. But yeah, I think Starfield as the one more thing with a little bit of gameplay in there. So that's that's my first one. Uh, So let me go back Cam's way now. Give me prediction number two for this weekend, Cam.
3: All right. So we know that Phil Spencer's been trying to get more japanese games on the console like you know to attract japanese market and specifically jrpgs and uh so my second prediction which has already kind of been le- leaked in a sense rumored is that persona 5 royal is coming to xbox game pass uh it was recently uh, rated for xbox in korea um and there were like murmurs ahead of that so i am doubling down on that. I think it's happening. Um, and I and just because I feel like that I'm kind of cheating because it's kind of been leaked. I want to add something onto this uh, prediction is that Please. I also think that Tales of Arise is going to be a day one game pass title. And the reason why I think that is because we know that Tales of Arise is getting like the marketing deal behind Xbox. Bandai Namco has been doing that with Xbox with Scarlet Nexus and uh, Tales of Arise. And the other uh consoles, PlayStation and uh the Switch, they each have upcoming uh exclusive JRPGs. Um uh, PlayStation has Final Fantasy 16 and Switch has Shimigami Tensei 5. So while Tales of Arise isn't going to be exclusive to Xbox, that would be a great get to be like, hey, you know, you can play these on you can play Tales of Arise on other systems, but you can get it day one on Game Pass, Tales of Arise. Uh, it's a very anticipated uh, JRPG, so I think, but like, I don't know when Persona Five Royal is going to come to Game Pass. I just think it is, but I yeah. think that Tales of, of Rise will be announced at the conference day one Game Pass at launch,
1: and I believe launch is September for that game. September, that I believe. Yes, yeah, I think I think I've got that right. We we've got that right. So yeah, that'd be a good one. I mean, that's a that's a well regarded series, big JRPG franchise. So that'd be fantastic to drop right into game, and certainly Persona Five. You know, that that would be that would make a lot of people very happy to be able to just dump right into that what hundred hour role-playing game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right I, like just game bought, I just bought that on PlayStation 5. I'm like, <laughs> duh. That's
3: why I'm and wearing my Futaba fun. shirt. I'm like, I'm trying to I was I had like a little Easter egg, you know, going into the predictions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speak it into existence. I like that. All right. Uh again, Destin's done, so we'll just move on to Miranda. <laughs> Prediction number two from Miranda.
2: Yes, yeah, so You see, uh, the thing is, when you get too excited to open your presents, you do it all at the beginning, and then you have to patiently wait and <laughs> watch right. everyone else open theirs. <laughs> and then, you know. <laughs> Can
1: I play with the toys yet? No, Destin. Wait yeah, till yeah, everyone yeah. else has unwrapped everything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so the next one I have, I think, is a, little, it's a rather grounded prediction. Um, so I think we're going to get a new Compulsion game announced and potentially even out this year. So... Based on what they've had previously, they have about a three-year dev cycle. They did just finish the We Happy Few uh, DLC, so that came out in 2016, or it says since July 2016. So so it's been out technically since 2019, um, and then their previous same contrast was 2013 and then you know, come at a different time. So anyway, uh, based on the cycle of development there, I could see them having something to announce and potentially also release this year. Um, I do kind of think that Microsoft is going to have to do that. It's like, oh, we have a lot coming out this year and we're going to announce it at E3. Like they, they just have to start rolling things out. Um, so one of the reasons I think that even with delays with the pandemic, I think there was supposed to be maybe more coming out this year earlier on. Um, you know, keep in mind they just they just launched new consoles. We're in a new generation, and there hasn't been a lot coming out. And I don't think that was originally the plan. I think with the pandemic, a lot of development got delayed, and so instead of just announcing it prematurely or things that they were going to say, okay, it's going to be out, you know, soon, um, they did have time to readjust when they were going to announce it. So it, it they still keep that momentum and excitement, um, and get to have those closer releases um, after the announcement. So I think Compulsion will be up to bat for that at least.
1: I like that. Yeah. I mean, they're one of the studios who we have not heard from yet. We did not Mm -hmm. hear from them at all at any of the Xbox events last year. So they'd be a good candidate. And we happy few was such an intriguing idea. I I didn't quite like it as much as I wanted to. But yeah, yeah, you know, they'll have the backing of Microsoft's resources and, and time and budget now. So very eager to see what they do. Now, for me, I'm going to go back to the Psychonauts. Well, I love Tim Schafer, and I love Double Fine. Yay. I think we've, I'm, I'm doubling down again. <laughs> this is one of those where eventually I'll just get it right. But I think we'll get, I'll, I'll specify here. I'll really, you know, I won't take half credit. This will be an all or nothing prediction. So I think we will get a release date for Psychonauts 2 at this E3 press conference. And I believe that release date will be in the next 30 days i think this will be out very very soon so that is what i'm hoping to see and wanting to see from tim schaefer and double fine um all right last round round three i'll just go ahead and go I'll get get mine out of the way and i'm gonna say again i'm just i'm shooting my shot here goes i'm gonna try to speak it into existence even though i'm only barely clinging to the faintest <laughs> of hope and optimism here year after year but i'm going i'm going for it there is going to be a new Splinter Cell teaser that just <laughs> sets the internet completely ablaze. It's going to be the three green lights that just appear out of a black screen with the sound of the goggles turning on and then a logo with the game title on it. And And I'm going to freak out. And it's going to be great. And Ubisoft's finally going to make my dream come true of bringing Splinter Cell back to life. So the Xbox stage would be the place to do it as a, uh, because they... They've been partners for a long, long time on Splinter Cell, going back to the very, very beginning. So that's it. I'm doing it. Splinter Cell. Let's make it happen.
0: Coming to Far Cry Six is a pre-order incentive. <laughs> <laughs> that's so we get you all hyped up, and then that's they'll right. add that
1: footnote. That's right. All right, Miranda. Right, your, your third and your third and final prediction.
2: Uh, I think we're going to get Ken Levine's Ghost Story Games project announced. So if you guys don't remember, this happened a long time ago. Uh, But Irrational Games closed down. Ken Levine said, I'm taking a small portion of this team and we are making ghost story games and we're going to make a new game. We don't know what that new game is still. So we are still waiting. And I think the Xbox stage would be a perfect place for them to announce that. So that would be cool if they just say, hey, this is our game. Also, it's coming out this year. That's like the the stretch goal. Coming out this year. I I just like they've been working out for so long I'm just like what is it already please i i love Bioshock. i love ken Levine's stories and i would just i don't know i'd lose it if we got that finally announced i mean it's gonna happen someday so someday i will lose it but you know <laughs> i'm ready
1: i like that i mean yeah you're right bioshock infinite was because i reviewed it for ign that was oh, another man. lifetime was that early 2013 <laughs> i think i I think or was that 2012 geez anyway long time ago is the point so yeah it is uh they've been working on something for a long long time I like that one Miranda I hope you're correct there and Cam your third and yes. final prediction you said now at the top of the segment you said this one was going to be a little out there so let's
3: hear yeah it. this is this is like shooting my shot like you know We've been hearing for over, like, I feel like over a year now, all this stuff with like Sega and Microsoft, like having a partnership or some sort of like, or like that Microsoft was going to acquire Sega, but that's not going to happen. But I will say that this would be just insane if Microsoft, uh, Microsoft will announce a partnership with, uh, with Sega, well, where all future titles, uh, starting in 2022, will have a timed exclusivity on Xbox. Uh, I don't know specific time exclusivity it could be three months like kind of like uq's like a dragon it could be a year you know uh but there's gonna be some sort of it's gonna come to xbox first like they're gonna give sega a bunch of money and just be like release your games on xbox uh, on xbox first who knows some of them might come to game pass for uh, like day one Uh, we'll see, but I definitely think that Sega, again, like kind of what I said earlier with persona five Royal coming to Xbox, that's the first time a persona game will ever come to Xbox. That is like a mainline, uh, game like the fighting games in the past did, but you know, Oh, actually that's not true. Catherine, Catherine came out in 360, but, Oh, that's Atlas game too. But persona anyway is huge. And, uh, I know that Sony said like in the past that they were very, they found the persona exclusivity on PlayStation to be very important. So this is huge if if this turns uh, to reality. And I think that proves uh, the relationship that Microsoft and Sega have because Sega owns Atlas. Um, so that's that's what I'm betting on, like shooting my shot. We'll see what happens.
1: Well, I mean, you're a, you're a self-proclaimed big JRPG fan. This is one of your favorite genres. You know it well. So, yeah, th- this would definitely be a, a big deal. Should uh, should X because that's that is. You know, we know we've got the Western RPG on lock on Xbox, yeah. right? Just oh, yeah. even just first party, they've got all these first, these Western RPG studios, but but yeah, JRPG is uh, maybe a little little soft spot in the portfolio that, that that a prediction like that that what you suggest could fix that in a hurry. So I like that. All right. So we'll see again. Join us live starting at 930 a.m. Pacific, 1230 p.m. Eastern this Sunday, June 13th. And we will be with you live for our pre-show, then the actual conference and then the post-show immediately after. So it's our favorite time of year. Join us. It's going to be fun. By the way, um, just because I know I can I can hear the comments being typed from here in the past as they get typed in the future. none of us said anything about elden ring i was gonna, say that. I was gonna say that i'm so glad <laughs> did, you mentioned no, it.
2: it it doesn't exist i'm i now. it's not they they promise something they're like no i no, no, sorry what 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 what's elden ring i don't know <laughs> i feel so bad for the fans because every time anything happens you're like elden ring maybe and i'm like sorry guys it looks like it's not time i i don't know it's i have zero faith
1: yeah so on behalf of our audience Let's go, let's say, hopefully, you know, on the Xbox stage, which is where we first saw Elden Ring, we're going to see Elden Ring again from Software and George R.R. R. Martin partnering up on uh, a new action game. So we'll see. We'll see if we see that this weekend as well. Let's get to the news now. There is plenty of pre-E3 news to discuss. By the way, uh, I want to go on record. I cannot wait to just be back in L.A. with all of you in person next year, rather than doing this virtually. Like it's great that we are having an E3 and get to do it, but man, I I miss being back there and and uh, just like in the eye of the hurricane, as I always like to describe it. It's,
2: to, it's my favorite. I always have like special outfits picked out, and I get like new notebooks for like all the notes we got to take. Um, I drink a lot of water in preparation for all the not healthy drinks and <laughs> food that we get late at night. I really miss it.
1: Well, yeah, here, here's hoping E3, if E3 survives long enough to even have an in-person <laughs> event next year, we'll see. All right. But for now, we are doing it virtually and uh, we're going to enjoy it. We're going to have fun. All right. News wise, Rainbow Six Quarantine has a new video game name because quarantine. Yeah, not really going to come it not, anymore. I wonder why not, they changed not, it. not a good name. No one's going to want that. Not a good name. No one wants that. No one wants that. So it's being renamed to Rainbow Six Extraction, which I presume is what you are trying to do in that game—is get the hell out um, <laughs> of whatever it is. Because if it was a quarantine and now it's an extraction, you could put two and two together. But uh, yeah, this—this this, we know we're seeing it at the Ubisoft Forward. They confirmed that this week, so uh, we know we're seeing Far Cry Six. We know we're seeing Six Extraction. Uh, yeah, Destin, what are you, what are you hoping for out of, out of a new rainbow six? I mean, not this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really like the more traditional rainbow six gameplay. I really like what they've done um, with siege um, extraction. I don't know. It's just not doing it for me again. It's the zombie theme, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm just, I, I said it on the last show. I'm just like, okay, another zombie game. Uh, unless they do something truly unique, I I don't know. I'll, I'll I might play it a little bit, but I'm I'm really not that hyped about this one. And I'm I'm the hype guy. I'm sorry, but <laughs> zombies just aren't doing it for me. Well, anymore.
1: you know, it's funny. We have we have this, we have Aliens Fire Team, and we have Back for Blood. So it's like when it rains, it pours. This this suddenly I, I'm this, gonna be a hip. I'm going to be a hypocrite right now because Back for Blood does do it for me and
0: it's oh a zombie game.
2: But <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Left for Dead! Well, you, you have yeah. to play right? your kind of zombie game though, right? And that's the thing is like, mm. Ryan, as you're saying, when it rains, it pours. It's like if I only ever had one MOBA and it was League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm, I would have been set or my life would have been missing something without Dota 2. Like you have to have that variety there because they all present something very different. The way they play is going to be different. So I think it's just going to be about like which kind of gameplay do you and your friends connect with, and that's where you're going to go. And I think that's yeah, I don't know, that's great. Have some options.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. For me, for me to answer Ryan's question, it's definitely Back for Blood versus. It just seems like, it's trying to be, <laughs> for blood. So I'm like, I'll just play Back for Blood.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, to be I... fair, we don't really know much about it. Like we've we yeah. just yeah, it's uh, it remains to be seen if it's going to find a way to differentiate itself. Cam, what? What uh does the idea of this Rainbow 6 spin-off do anything for you? Not really. I I miss like the
3: single player or like co-op shooter campaigns that uh, Rainbow 6 did. Um like I remember I was super hyped when I saw all the stuff for like uh Wildlands I believe if I remember uh, the Recon. For, Ghost mm-hmm. Recon Wildlands. Yeah. Uh which is another Tom Clancy title I know it's not Rainbow Six but even that I was like super hyped for when I first saw it and then like when it came out it just came and I like I didn't get it it came and gone and like Rainbow Six is kind of like the same thing for me it's just I don't they just don't really speak to me like I think the last time I really played uh Rainbow Six was New Vegas or not? Uh, or is that
1: Ghost Recon? Rainbow well? Six Vegas, not Rainbow Six Vegas. <laughs> yeah, you're crossing Rainbow Six full, Fallout New Vegas, and Rainbow okay, okay, yeah, Six Rainbow,
3: Vegas. Rainbow Six Vegas, yeah, Rainbow Six Vegas, one and two. I try, like, I played uh, those a bit, and uh, I enjoyed those. But that's that's kind of like what I want from Rainbow Six uh, to to get me back in. It, Siege Siege is great. Like,
1: I do like Siege. Yeah, and it's yeah, still Siege, going very strong.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. Siege is great. And it's great how uh, that that game kind of just. Did a u turn like it was kind of okay, and then it just got better and better, but I just know that that, that is a game that you have to like commit to to be really oh, yeah. good at, and I just don't don't want to commit that time
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's been what if you cam you're reminding me of what a strange journey the Rainbow Six franchise has been on over the years i mean i I'm old enough, I know I'm the old man here i I'm old enough to remember the original on p c where you actually in that game you would actually draw up like you literally set where your crew where your guys were gonna go like you kind of made a tactical plan and then you went in and executed that plan and it was it was very much a tactical shooter and then you had uh then you had rainbow six two which two i don't remember if two came to xbox or not i don't But three definitely did, because Rainbow Six three was that was the big breakthrough one on the original Xbox. It had you could you could put your headset mic on and actually give your A.I. commands in the single player game. you would be like, go, 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 Uh, which was pretty (laughs) cool at the time. Cool. And then, of course, for multiplayer, that game was that was the it was a big hit. (laughs) Yeah, before because it was the year before Halo 2. So that that game was the thing on Xbox Live for about a year until Halo Two hit, and then and then yeah like then they moved to as you said Cam Rainbow Six Vegas which was great like that moved into more of the cover cover based uh, sh- you know tactical shooter and, and there were there was a quick sequel to that and then it disappeared for for many years many many years no Rainbow Six until uh, finally. There was there was one there was one that I am trying to remember the name of Destin or Miranda. If I don't know if you guys concept, what was it? Patriots, right? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. The concept where
0: like there's a hostage on a bridge. And yeah, like you forgot Raven Shield. oh Well, but that was like a
1: standalone kind of a sort of a standalone expansion type deal, as I remember. Right.
0: Yeah, that was OG Xbox, though. And it came out after uh, Rainbow Six 3. I, I, I played that game a lot. Yeah.
1: And then uh, that was the yeah, game because there was, was also th- there was I remember I reviewed Rainbow Six Lockdown, which was, I think, also mm-hmm. for the original Xbox. And that was not good. That was that was uh, that was like a quick game. <laughs> I didn't play in. that one. But, um, but yeah, Vegas was great. And then, yeah, there's Patriots, which Patriots actually got far enough along where I went to a preview demo of it at one point. Like I saw oh, that really? game uh in running <laughs> and then they ended up not proceeding with it and then finally here comes siege which is you know proven to be absolutely just a total juggernaut for for ubisoft and now we'll see what happens with extraction but yeah i mean it's funny in hindsight that <laughs> that this had the name quarantine on it i mean the only the only way it could have been worse is if it had been called Rainbow Six Pandemic. That would have been the other other, like on-the-nose, like, well, okay, I guess this isn't going to work. But um, yeah, Rainbow Six Extraction it is. We'll see more of that at the Ubisoft Forward E3 press conference. Speaking of Ubisoft, they are reportedly, according to a leak here, working on a Tom Clancy Universe PvP game that combines Splinter Cell... The Division and Ghost Recon. So, hear me out here. Here's, here's the story from IGN. <laughs> images from an in development game codenamed Battlecat have leaked online, showing something that combines several of Ubisoft's largest Tom Clancy games into an objective based PvP multiplayer game. The images posted to Twitter by the account ZeroBytesZero have been reported on by VGC, which claims the information is authentic. And relates to a first-person shooter in development at Ubisoft for PC and consoles. Battlecat is allegedly in early stages of development uh, and will not be shown at the Ubisoft forward later this week. Zero by0 Zero claims that testing began around January, and uh, Battlecat appears to allow players to take on a role within one of four prominent Clancy Universe factions. Echelon from Splinter Cell, The Wolves from Ghost Recon uh ghost recon breakpoint specifically and the cleaners and outcasts from the division each faction has their own specific playstyle uh etc cetera, etc so that's that's a lot and that's <laughs> can let me go your way first does this uh does this sound like something awesome to you or possibly the opposite i don't know i could see opinions landing anywhere on the on the spectrum here I oh, i don't like it I don't
3: like it. It it like it, it the thing is like even if I don't like this, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me just because they have so many multiplayer focused games already that like why make another one to potentially like drag people away from the other games that they are already playing? Like Siege is huge, for Honor's, uh For Honor's still kicking, uh the Division Two is like you know, a live service game. I don't, I don't see why you would do like why you'd make a game like this. Um, and, and skull and skull and bones is supposed to still be coming. Like, and I've been waiting <laughs> for that game for a minute. Cause I, you know, if you enjoyed black flag, which, uh, Assassin's Creed four, a lot of people like that game and that's what skull and bones like was seemingly going to be. It was like, Hey, you like black flag? Well, here's this as a life service game. And I'm like, I'm listening. So, um, we'll see about that. But yeah, I just, eh, I don't, I don't know why, I don't, no, no,
1: not for me, not for me. Miranda, you feel any better about it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so uh, that was mostly because, one, I don't usually play Ubisoft games, and two, because a slow first-person shooter does not sound like something I personally want. Um, I think Cam kind of hit the nail on the head of, like, who is this for? Like, are you trying to kind of cannibalize, like, the audience you already have? Or are you, like, trying to say, hey, Division people, what if you play a PvP game here? That's a little different. But then you hear Splinter Cell, and like I, I know you can work in like these really tactical sort of stealth um, characters into shooters. But just when I think of that, I think of it like peak stealth, and I just don't see this being. I think it would be like really. Co- difficult to mesh all these different kind of shooting play styles together and again it would be like a slower experience which again is just not for me I am very much a Call of Duty person low time to kill like just run in one man army kind of deal uh, which is you know that's good as I was saying earlier great to have options for everyone who wants to play different ways but yeah for this is just kind of strange but you know it could work who can say we don't actually know anything about it so you know yeah, we haven't it's seen real. the
3: actions, so, like, but just on paper, it's just, and like... And this is also
2: a reportedly working on like, this could true. be just someone yeah. having a good time in the office, being like, hey, why do we put all these characters together and have an office game? You or could, it, you never know. it
1: could be something they're prototyping and might not end up going ahead with, you never know. Exactly, exactly. Nestin, your your thoughts here? Is this, uh, is this like a peanut butter and chocolate situation, or is this just like taking all the, all the, uh sides uh, of your meal and just scrambling them all together and having a big ball ball of mush
0: um it's like that but worse uh this is sounds not appealing whatsoever to me please don't make this i think it's real because i hate it so much Uh, i tweeted the file can we please please just make a splinter cell game stop shoving sam fisher into every in rabbits he's in He's in uh, (laughs) Ghost Recon. He's in everything. We just want a Splinter Cell game. We've wanted a Splinter Cell game for like 10 years. My tweet has 2.3 thousand likes. And I know that's not huge or anything, but like come, people clearly want Splinter Cell. Stop doing this. (laughs) could you anyway <laughs> could that's you- that's their whole that's their whole brand initiative though they're gonna do more games like that so get ready for a lot of this over the next few years Ubisoft uh, Soft said they're gonna continue to do AAA games but i'm not shocked to hear that this is being developed and i think it's true
3: and i R- hate ryan, it ryan a hypothetical for you yeah during the ub forward what if they announced the new mario and Rabbids game and like it's like mario and rabbits and <laughs> sand <Fisher. laughs> It's just, yep. it's just a rabbit wearing the Stitzel Sam Fisher outfit. They did that.
2: Hey, hey! Can we get the rabbits out of here? I just don't like thinking about oh, that's right. Like, this is an, is an Xbox like... show. We don't talk about I, Nintendo games i know here. I know.
3: <laughs> I just thought it was the most ridiculous thing to put Sam no, in. That's still
2: Ubisoft. I hate rabbits. I loathe them. They are disgusting.
3: Disgusting. And I don't want them
2: in this show. <laughs> so okay. that's it.
1: Wow. Yeah, we. I forgot all about Miranda's funny, incredible funny allergy to the Rabbids. It's so gross. Bunny Fisher
0: first appeared in uh, Rayman Raving Rabbids 2. So yet another appearance of not Sam <laughs> yeah. Fisher wow. in a not Splinter Cell game. Splinter wow. Cell Blacklist. Let's find out when that came out.
3: That
1: was 2013. I reviewed it for IGN. Yeah. It was right oh, at the yeah, tail so end of the 360 generation. Yeah, it's been Why? eight years. Wow. It's been eight years uh yeah and and I will add there has been a first person multiplayer splinter cell game that was already perfect, spies versus mercenaries, yeah, it was rad uh the original in the actually, I didn't really like the implementation of it in blacklist uh, you gotta go back to to Pandora tomorrow and chaos theory that was those two, oh my god, I've spent hundreds of hours playing that with my friends. It was so much fun. I mean, for those of you who may not be aware, I'll just, I'll make this quick, but what made Spies vs. Mercenaries amazing is it was, it was two genuinely bespoke experiences, which is not unlike what's being pitched here with this mm-hmm. new thing, but it totally worked because it it, it was in the hands of talented people, and I'm not saying this new thing wouldn't be, but uh, it was, you you were, it was 2v2 uh, originally and then they expanded it to three v three so you had a, t- a team of spies who could not kill unless that you they got up and and snapped behind you and grabbed you and choked you out and snapped your neck but um so they just had gadgets and they were trying to get into an objective and they played from a third person camera and they could go you know they could crawl up on pipes and on the ceilings and do all the things that sam fisher can do and then the other team, the mercenaries, were so their job was to stop them it was to defend the objectives, and uh they were first person full lethal hits, guns, but they moved slower. It was one of it's genuinely one of my favorite multiplayer experiences of all time. you see it is the,
2: the thing about that is it's focused right, Yes, like it's very clear rules. this is taking four different factions of things and meshing them together <laughs> like that is gonna be a hard thing to do. I think, well, I think it will be hard to do well and make it all yeah. fun.
1: Sadly, Maybe I th- don't even I don't even think you can play spies versus mercenaries anymore. Like I I think all those servers are if they're even still up, they're probably empty. But
0: I, I think the reason I have such a strong reaction, Ryan, is because yeah. they keep doing this. It's like the goggles and it's rabbits, the goggles and it's a ghost recon <laughs> DLC, the goggles. And now it's going to be this weird Thing that's not Splinter Cell, yeah, and it's like this franchise that so many you love, I love, so many people on the internet love, and it's just like, what is going on? Like, why is he being shoved in all these other properties? And I I think that's why I have such a strong reaction because I'm just done with it, right? Like, it's going to be if it is revealed, it just feels like it's another one of those almost but not quite. They're like playing with
1: our heartstrings, and I don't like that. (laughs) And you're you're even leaving out what I think is the most recent one, which is when Sam Fisher became an operative in Rainbow Six Siege yeah so (laughs) he just keeps popping up everywhere except his own game Mm. so yeah we'll see about this this is a this is a very interesting one we'll keep an eye on it but either way it looks like we will not if it's real or not we will not be hearing about it this weekend next uh we're starting to run out of time but we've got some just e3 showcase stuff so a possible i want to emphasize rumor here but possible leak from 2k some of this may be at E3, some of it may not, but uh this is from Reddit, and Schreier has has sort of said, oh yeah, some of this is he's kind of signed off on some of it. We're looking at a Borderlands spin-off featuring Tiny Tina. We're looking at a new Marvel game from 2K. And a very early development action game. So that's uh not not much there, but the Borderlands game is allegedly codenamed Daffodil, and it may be called Wonderlands or Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, both of which have been trademarked by 2K, so that's a pretty good indication. It's said to be in a similar gameplay style to other Borderlands games and features playable multi-class heroes. Uh, Destin, are you yep. are you up for some more Borderlands?
0: Um, yeah, sure. I I played through Borderlands 3 and I really really enjoyed it. I didn't really come back for the DLCs. I dropped off after like the main Main game, like I played a lot of that, I got to like the highest level and I was like, okay, I'm good. And uh they, they weren't able to hook me with the the DLC content. But what was the prequel? The pre-sequel? pre yeah. yeah, the pre-sequel. pre-sequel that they did. That one that one was you know regarded well by by mega fans of Borderlands, I think. But uh yeah. I, I have to imagine they're doing the same thing here, and I, oh. I think it'll go over well with those people that love Borderlands, but will it expand into a wider market appeal that that's what would be more interesting to me you know I I think they're marketing this to Borderlands fans uh, specifically and maybe they get some some um, you know a few extra people in the mix there
3: Cam what do you think Uh, yeah I'm a huge Borderlands fan Um, Borderlands 2 is one of my favorite games of all time and Borderlands 3 story didn't meet expectations but the, the gameplay was definitely the best the series has ever been um, so I'm always down for more Borderlands. I hope that this is implemented in a way that makes sense because I'm one of those people that like care about the story in Borderlands and how the events uh progress. Um, so I I hope how that's implemented. It takes place sometime after Borderlands three, because I really just don't see how it would make sense of it being in between two and three again or Tales and three. Right. Um so so but yeah, I'm always down for more Borderlands.
1: Miranda, are you are you into this series at all?
2: No, Tales <laughs> of the Borderlands is the only uh, Borderlands game I really cared about. Just, eh, just I just you never clicked both. with it. Yeah, I tried playing it. I think in college or something, high school, and was just kind of like, eh.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I love first-person shooters, and yeah. I love Diablo. So on paper, I should love Borderlands, but something about it just never really clicked with me. Not, so, I don't, I don't hate it. It
2: just, right, yeah, it just. It just it's not for me, yeah. It's yeah. like, I love 1st One shooters. I do not like Diablo. So it's like, oh, that <laughs> makes sense that I just did not connect with this game. It's just not the kind of game that I want to play with. And, and back in the day, I didn't have to play everything. So I was just like, I'm going to put this down and never come back to it.
1: But um, I'm with it's you, fun. though. T- Tales from the Borderlands is my favorite Borderlands. And it's yeah. it's arguably, I actually, I would say, you know, this say may it. be a hot take, but it I actually w- think Tales from the hot Borderlands... Take might be telltale's best game that they've ever done wrong it's It's wrong it's It's start to finish it's just really and i mean i love Mm -hmm. the walking dead season one so much uh it's just probably the most emotionally impactful game i've ever played period uh and and uh, wolf among us was great but man tales from borderlands was
3: I, i gotta just say really quick that if you love the first season of like if you're you ryan anyone else that's listening to this if you love the first season of The Walking Dead, you don't even have to play seasons two and three. You really don't have to. Play the final season of The Walking Dead because that was my okay. game of the year for 2019 over Kingdom Hearts 3, and I love Kingdom Hearts, and it's, like, it's amazing. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, And also, The Wolf Among Us is the best tale, tale game.
1: I, I can't argue with you on that, that Wolf Among Wolf Us Wolf Among Us 2, baby! So good, so good. All right, uh... So yeah, I still no word on Bioshock, which we know is in development at the the new studio up there. So that must still just be just down. They're down in the I'm knee so deep worried. in code and and still grinding away on that one. So we'll we'll see that when it's ready. But
2: more about that game.
1: More Borderlands. That's really the the name <laughs> of the game from Gearbox. And hey, it's. They've they really haven't done any they haven't had any success outside of Borderlands for a while because Battleborn didn't didn't work and they just ha- I, I can't even it's they've not done anything that's not Borderlands in a while but about, hey it's
3: what about Aliens cl- Colonial Marines you know what I mean we didn't <laughs> talk about that
1: <laughs> wow yeah that's uh, that's that's what I meant by not successful yeah that was uh that was something. Did you ever play it, Cam? Did you play it on console or on PC?
3: No, I like I just heard immediately like, yo, this game is broken. Like, don't play this game. So I was just like,
1: all right, not going to play that game. It's it's not a good game, period. But on console, it was also technically really bad, which it it wasn't on PC at least. But that was uh, that was a rough one. All right. Quickly now, we've got to move on to our final segments. And I'm actually going to flip the script real quick. I want to start with trivia because I just need to do rapid fire answers from everybody. And then we'll do our okay. loot box at the end, which is uh, which is Gage calling in one more time on the loot box with his E3 predictions that we'll react to. So that's how we started the show and we'll end with with E3 predictions as well. So trivia, Ian Ward, thank you so much, Ian, for writing in with your Xbox trivia question. This is a good one. I know the answer to this because I reviewed this game for OXM back in the, the you know... Prehistoric times, because I'm old. Ooh. And Ian asks, The game Advent Rising was an exclusive for the original Xbox back in 2005. It released to middling reviews that uh, ended the planned franchise before it could get started. He is correct there. I I remember it was supposed to be, I believe, part of a trilogy that never happened. One of its big selling points was that the story was written by a well-known science fiction author. Who was that author? Was it Isaac Asimov, Neil Gaiman, Larry Niven, or Orson Scott Card? Uh, I'll go our, to our guest, Cam Hawkins, first. Cam, do you know this one? I don't, but I'm going to guess B, Neil Gaiman. Okay. Uh, Destin, do you, do you are you confident, or should I go? If you are, I'll go Miranda's way first. Not confident. Not confident. All right, hit me. Oh, you want me to go? All right. Wait, yeah. Uh, Wait, did you say not confident?
0: (laughs) I am not confident. Okay, go ahead, please. Yeah, Uh, man, my gut said Isaac Asimov, but I, I don't know why. But Orson Scott Card sounds right. I'm going to go D. Ah, I'm going to go A. I'm going to go with my gut. Okay, go with
1: sticking with the gut. Miranda.
2: I don't know Larry, so C Larry.
1: All right. All right. Well. Uh, not Neil Gaiman, Ian has stumped us, stumped you all. Okay, Justin, Ma- or- oh, <laughs> it was Orson Scott Card. You were so close.
2: I thought I you knew. had it. Oh, was not Neil Gaiman for you sure. Were there.
1: It's
0: definitely Neil not Gaiman's no, the only- Neil. He wouldn't write no,
2: no, Neil's the not only at that
0: time.
3: Author that I knew, so I was just like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go with the one I know. Is Isaac Asimov the
0: now? I gotta look up Isaac Asimov. <laughs> I
2: know, yeah, no. at least I'm just like, wait, what
1: else did you do? Uh, Ian gets bonus points for stumping everybody, but yeah, wasn't Advent alive. Rising, written, a story <laughs> written by Orson Scott Card. I, I really like that game. It was technically a mess. It just didn't run well, uh, but it, the story was really good. It had this really great power progression where you know you got more and more powerful as the game went on, and the story was really good, so I I think I gave it, I want to say, maybe I gave it like a 7, something like that, or or a high 6 for oxm back in the day i'd have to go back and look it up but
2: oh larry's a good pick i was like i know this guy he did ring world okay
1: ah yes yeah well uh if you if anybody else out there wants to throw out a trivia question send it our way unlocked at ign.com is the email address include the question include the four multiple multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email and we might feature your question on an upcoming show. All right, quickly now, the loot box. Gage, you are up, my friend. We've had him on once before on the loot box, but he, I figured this was a very timely one. If if I didn't air this one this week, then we'd never use it. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hear from Gage, but a quick reminder first that I would love to have more video loot box questions from you guys to choose from for each week's show. I love these, I love featuring somebody from the community on each week's episode so to participate just video just film yourself asking a general xbox discussion topic and put it on twitter and tag me i'm at dmc underscore ryan otherwise i won't see it gauge take it away with your e3 predictions
4: what is up, IGN Unlock Crew? This is Gage once again with a little loop box contribution. This time, not so much a question, uh, but some E3 predictions for you, as I know this week will be the predictions show. I'm very excited about it. First and foremost, contrary to previous statements, Halo will launch with a battle royale for the multiplayer suite day and date. However, I predict also in that prediction that uh, the multiplayer suite will actually come in early 2022, that they'll hit their original release date for the campaign and then uh, push that out until 2022. Uh, secondly, and this is kind of my big one, uh, we will get an announcement that Double Fine is working on a new game in the Banjo-Kazooie IP. Uh, and that announcement will come alongside the fact that Xbox Game Pass is going to now be featured on the new Nintendo Switch Pro or Super Nintendo Switch, whatever they call it, uh, via a streaming kind of method, the same way that like we've seen games like Control and Assassin's Creed um, whenever they did that test on nintendo switch uh so we'll see how that happens but yeah that's kind of a big one but i I hope game pass on switch pro uh and finally um we will get trailers and release windows for all of the following state of k3 fable wolfenstein 3 starfield forza motorsport and hellblade 2 look forward to all your predictions let me know if i'm crazy or if i'm right give it to me all right, cheers, guys. All right, thank you, Gage.
1: Cam, what do you think of what Gage had to had to say about E3? Uh,
3: I don't think any of these things are going to happen. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: man, you're not even letting them down gently.
3: <laughs> no, I, 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 like, you know, I'm just trying to make this quick. Like, Battle Royale, like, I don't... Th- there could be a Battle Royale. I Something tells me that there won't be. I don't know, at least... I think that multiplayer is going to be at launch. Like, your traditional multiplayer battle royale like if it happens i think it'll happen later in the year once like people have played the campaign and they've you know that is the focus you know um and then it's like okay you play the campaign now here's battle royale go crazy um i don't think double fine's working on banjo uh, although i would love a banjo game and um when it comes to game pass on the switch oh man i've had this conversation with people all the time uh i don't see the incentive on nintendo side of things. Um, like Nintendo doesn't wouldn't want a competitor's subscription service on their console to stray people away from their own games. You know what I mean? So having Game Pass, which is basically the best service in gaming right now on the incredibly successful Switch. uh, I think that Nintendo wouldn't want that they they want people to play their games. So I definitely don't think that's going to happen. I I think that we're going to see Game Pass, where it is right now, I don't think we're going to see it go anywhere else for now. Destin? Uh, I I respectfully
0: disagree. I think it would add a tremendous amount of value to the Switch. And you got to remember that if those Bethesda games are exclusive to where you can access Xbox stuff, then Game Pass becomes a tremendous value to the Nintendo IP. Now, we've seen all those redacted court documents in the Epic versus Apple versus Microsoft versus Sony versus whoever else. Court case. So we do know there is something cooking up between the two. I don't think there's actually a switch pro like that rumor has been going around for two years now. I'm just tired of it. I just, I don't think it's real anymore. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, I I do think there is a Nintendo collaboration. I agree with you though, Cam. I do not think there's a a battle Royale in the works. If it, it, if, if it is like he said, um, I think they would add it because fans asked for it, not because it was originally a design intention and um, Banjo Double Fine doing Banjo? No, I don't think so. I I, I know there's a, a lot of love for Banjo out there. I, I don't imagine Double Fine jumping on that. I, I think they would continue to do their own thing.
1: Miranda?
2: One, there is no Halo Battle Royale. I Just a quick reminder for all you all, the 343 said that they are not doing a Halo Battle Royale. So that's not a thing, unless they have changed their mind, yeah. which they could have. Um, and then two, they would not announce Game Pass for new Switch Pro. At their show because they'll be going before Nintendo. So if they announced it, and they would be showing off the new Switch Pro, which would be real on weird.
1: Technicality here.
4: Yeah, That's yeah. Sorry,
2: Gage. Sorry, Gage. I I could see a limited version of Game Pass coming to Switch Pro though. Like it was very select games, and Nintendo said, "Hey, we would we would we could feature these," and they work something out. I could see that, but it would not be the full catalog of uh, Game Pass. Those are my my little quick additions and and I'm sorry, but they will absolutely do another unit of a Switch because oh, yeah, just it's coming. historically with, with Nintendo <laughs> handhelds and how they um, iterate on their consoles, it has to happen.
0: It's coming. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm just fatigued by the rumors.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too. You. People are like, what do you think are coming up tomorrow? I'm like, no, who, who are you? What do you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my only contribution to this that you guys haven't mentioned is um, the very last episode of Unlocked in 2020. Uh, we I recorded an interview with Tim Schaefer, had him on at the end of the year. And so, you know, maybe some people might have missed that episode. But I specifically put the banjo thing to Tim and he pretty, pretty solidly was like, no, we're we're doing you know, we're doing a sequel now with Psychonauts 2 and we're going to do we'll our this. own new thing after yeah. this. We're not going to work on somebody else's thing. so yeah if if banjo happens from double fine it's it's probably many many years away it's not going to be what they do next but i'd love to see it too gauge believe me i think they would be the perfect fit for that all right that will wrap it up for unlocked 498 but again you can get an extra dose of us this weekend so we're coming to you live on sunday i gave you all that information 9 30 a.m on sunday the 13th Pacific Time 12:30 p.m. Eastern and then stick with us for the immediate post show right after. So don't miss that and then we'll have our regular episode for you again next Tuesday. So we're still on our regular schedule as well. So you kind of get the bonus live unlocked uh, as the as the sort of bookend of of the Microsoft press conference. So join us youtube.com/ign twitch.tv/ign or of course ign.com. So For Cam Hawkins, Miranda Sanchez, and Destin Laguerre, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked 498, and we will see you this weekend. Be there.